0: like Brother Marshall said, we're taking a break from the Acts series, and we're doing a four-week series called God With Us. And of course, we get that from Matthew 1.23, where it says this, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. You know, As I was preparing this week for this sermon, I was really thinking about an example to give about the coming of Jesus. And the very first topic we're going to be talking about today is called purpose. And I was really trying to hammer down this point of of how can I communicate what Jesus is doing here, God with us. And all I could think about was how when an architect has a plan, and he's designing every single building, entrance, exits, windows, everything is designed with a purpose and a reason. Everything. The life of Christ before the foundations of the world. God knew what was going to happen. God knew that Adam and Eve would fall into sin. God knew what was going to happen. He did not follow God's plan. Nothing went outside of God's control when Adam and Eve sinned. And in fact, it was going all according to and that's one great mystery, family, that I can't even begin to explain how God does that and how He operates. But I will say this: is God whom we serve is a good God. He's merciful. He has all things. To do. the very first point I want to look at is that what Jesus' purpose was. So I want us to turn to John chapter 12, verse 24. John chapter 12, verse 24. Jesus has come riding in on a donkey. Some Greeks ask about Jesus. Jesus begins to tell them that the time has come. Is come for him to be glorified. Watch verse 24. Truly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me where I am. There will my servants be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now is my soul troubled. You see the heart of Jesus in this. He knows what's coming. He knows his moment is coming. He can see in his mind what's gonna happen. He knew all things. He can see what's gonna happen. Now watch this. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify him again. This is God's word. Family, we look at the life of Christ. His life was designed before the foundations of the world, that he would come and live and die for us. The purpose why he came, the main purpose, when we want to understand what the gospel truly is, is that God himself set a plan in motion that he will rescue humanity through the life and death and resurrection of Christ. The gospel is God restoring man to himself. It's not man coming up to God, it is God himself, God Jesus, the God man coming down Watch, go to John chapter 1, verse 14. John chapter 1, verse 14. This is what the word says. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. This plan that was set in motion would bring us into a right relationship with God. The purpose of why Jesus comes is because he comes to rescue us. Because we cannot rescue ourselves. You know, I think about first responders. You know, I've got a good friend of mine, a good brother in Christ. He's a Marine. And he was a firefighter for many years. Now he's a chief. But the stories that he would tell me, you know, when you think about a firefighter, what they do, they're the first ones to run into a fire, to go save lives. They're running into danger. They have no regard for their life. They just want to go save that person, that woman, that child, that father, that brother, that uncle, that loved one from the flames that are mountain golfing and they put their life on the lines every single day with little to no pain, as he would tell you. <laughs> so obviously they don't do it for the money. Their hearts are moved to seek and save literally those who are lost in the clouds of smoke. And that's what Jesus does for us. Comes to rest. Because the clouds of smoke that we're surrounded with are blinding. As a matter of fact, we're born blind. We can't even see. Another reason why Christ had to come was he came to restore that relationship, that father son relationship that we should have had. That daughter father relationship that we should have. He restores that. And all this he knew was going to take place from the very beginning. And when we grasp that idea, when when we hold on to that idea of this father who would send his own son to die for our sins, our sin is so high, it requires only the death of the Son, except God died on the cross, our sin. We have to take the crucifixion of Christ personally, John Piper said, Because it personally affects us. We can't just think, oh, that's something that happened over 2,000 years ago, and yes, Jesus died for my sins. No, no, understand. Jesus died for your sin. The lying, which in God's eyes is the same thing as murdering, the soul that sins shall die. The adultery, The thieving, the coming, you name it, that's what he died for. So when we look at the cross, we see God restoring that which we cannot restore. We see God the Father sending the Son on this us into danger. So, family, we too are called to go rescue. See, here's the thing: Jesus' purpose affects us greatly because we have to understand how that affects us. When we can understand what Jesus had done for us. It leads us to a place to understand the reason why He did what He did for us. That might sound like I'm just saying it over and over again in a different way, but we need to understand the purpose. He's called us to rescue, to go and save those who need saving. What I mean by this, so we all understand, is by us going out and telling who Christ is to other people. You can't say no one here own power. God will use you for the power of his Holy Spirit to speak a word to somebody. That's what I'm talking about. He's called us to restore. He's called us to go and make disciples. or we'll watch this family. Jesus gives us a purpose because Jesus is our only purpose. Can you get that image of that broken bowl, please? That looks unusable, right? That's a broken ball. See, the thing is, is that we need to understand: everyone in this room, every one of us, are born are born broken. Every one of us is born broken. We're all born into sin. There's nothing good in us. And the reason why I want us to understand it because two things happen. And one group, one group says, man, I'm so broken. Nothing can repair me. I'm unrepairable. You don't know my past. You don't know my brokenness. I keep following the same things over and over again. And the other group says, well, you know, I don't got nothing really wrong with me. I'm pretty good. I do good things. I do good things for God. I believe in God and who He is. We begin to think that there's something within us, but in reality, everyone before Christ is like that goal. That's not my teaching, family. This is what scripture teaches. All we have to do is look at Ezekiel 18:20, the soul that sin dies. Psalm 51, we're born into sin. Ephesians 5.8, we are in darkness before Christ. 2 Corinthians 4 4, we are blind. This is who we are before Christ. See, because the purpose in which Christ comes for. Brother, can you hear that next sentence? So that. That which was broken, he repairs. Now, this right here is called, I'm going to attempt to say it. It's going to be jacked up. I already know. Kitsuji which is Japanese for golden repair. We'll just call it golden repair. You know, for the sake of me, trying to say it all over again. The golden repair. And so what the artist does, what this craftsman does, is when an item breaks while he's making it, instead of throwing it away, you know what he does? He repairs it. He uses gold. He repairs it. And he's it. Instead of trying to hide the cracks, he highlights the cracks. See, when Jesus comes to rescue us and to restore us, your past is highlighted. Your brokenness is highlighted. Because you couldn't fix yourself. But the one who does shows off his awesome work, his golden work. And I love what Ephesians two ten says. Go there, go there. Go there. Go there. Go there. Ephesians two ten. Watch this. I love what the Living Translation says will Read it. in For we. Bro, we. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Watch this. Which God prepared beforehand, that we should love them. The New Living Translation says that we're his masterpiece. That which was broken, now becomes usable. That past that you had, that brokenness that you had, that brokenness that you're living in now, that you've repented of and put your faith and trust in Christ now, it could have been the past brokenness from yesterday, and you've turned away from it, and you put your faith, faith and trust in Christ. You had it. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, God is doing in us is bringing glory unto himself. Because, see, the reason why he repairs us is not so just that we would be nice and shiny and bright, because then that would be a message just about you. But, see, this message isn't about you, how you can become better. This message is what Christ has done so that you would have a new life. Because only Jesus gives us purpose. Only he can. We have to look at it. Say, how are we giving God the glory in our lives? How is my life living in purpose with God's mission in my life? You know, we have to understand one thing, family, that in life, sometimes we kind of get confused. A lot of times, actually. I mean, we all make mistakes, right? You know, That's why we use erasers, our mistakes. So we use whiteout to cover up our mistakes. Some things aren't repairable by us, and only God can repair. And a lot of times, we think we're living with a purpose that's going to glorify God, but in reality, what we're doing is living a life to glorify ourselves. You know, I, I say that with conviction the way I do because I lived a lot of my life like that, and I fall back and that over and over again. But I, but but I see when the Lord wakes me up and says, "You know what? You're, you're trusting in yourself again." At one time and period in my life, I was set out to be a millionaire before I was thirty. I told this to a pastor one day. He said, "Man, you share that story." And I didn't want to share, it, but I'll share it with you guys. Most people are trying to make the first 10,000, maybe the first 1,000. I wasn't happy with that. I wanted to become a millionaire before I was 30. And I said, I'm gonna do it at all costs. So where some people are trying to make the first thousand, 10, 000, fifty thousand, hundred thousand, 10,000, I have been past that. It came, I, I, I almost hit my goal. But this is a cost that it came at. My marriage was in shambles. I wasn't divorced by my wife. My relationship with my children, I had none. I was willing to leave my wife for another woman. This is all true. And I was done. I was done. My purpose in life and my excuse was I just want to be happy. Right? Is there anything wrong with being happy? No. No, well, right? But there is something wrong with happiness, our self-happiness, becomes everything to us. And so it becomes about you, 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 you. That's where I was at. I was pursuing money, success, power, control. You know the crazy part is I was happy where I was at. But you know what happened? I couldn't repair myself. It's a God intervening, literally putting the brakes in my life. And that's the amazing part. The reason why I'm here today is because God. And this and honestly, this isn't a powerful position. Don't let me, like, don't, like, don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Look. Every man in this room should be able to come up here and teach. In this room. Every man in this room. None of should be excluded. Every follower, man of Jesus, should be able to teach God's word. Hands down. But I was pursuing money. Success. So the question we have to ask ourselves is this. What way, what way are we living with purpose in life? Because we have to be living life with purpose so i have a couple questions to ask what purpose like for real have you been living here let's be honest like for real is it success from school is it relationship success because see we have to be real critical because you know we're just lying to ourselves i mean we can lie to ourselves every day. We can fool everybody around us. But the reality is God knows the inside of us. And if people were to see the real us, right? Like, like like, if someone were to come up here and we could put like these headphones and they could show what they're doing in the last 24 hours on screen, who would want to come up here and show what they did? How many people? The thing that I'm trying to tell us, family, is what purpose are we living we have to ask ourselves these hard questions because is your purpose today maybe just to get it just to get through the day? I'm just trying to make it, man. I'm just trying to make it. What's your purpose? Or maybe you feel that you have no purpose. I've been there. I tried killing myself three different times. I'm dead serious. <laughs> through overdose, through a gun, trying to put a gun in my head trying to jump off a roof. I've been there because I felt like I had no purpose in life. I felt done with life. It's crazy. At the age of 16, thinking you're done with life. Now that I think about it, it sounds so foolish, you know? But we've all been there, right? I think so, at least. You know, just to feel like, man, my life's over now. we have to stop and ask ourselves, what purpose are we living with today? When we look at the life of Christ, when he says that, that if he has to die so people would come up and grow, that's exactly what needs to happen with us. I want us to turn to Galatians 2.20, please. Galatians 2.20. This is Paul speaking. He says this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Christ gave himself for you so that you would live. And let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you what our purpose is in Christ. Our purpose is not to show up on Sundays. It's not our purpose. Our purpose isn't even to gather for our missional community groups. It's not our purpose. Do you know why I know that? It's because Jesus didn't die for a club. Somebody said that. He didn't die for a club. He died for his pride. He died for the one whom he loved. He died for you, to rescue you, to restore you, to use your broken life and fix it so he would display his amazing work of grace in your life. Your purpose is to live alive in Christ. The old you is dead you use a lot. Your purpose is to bring glory and honor into the name of Jesus, not to sit in seats. We have to be the church on mission. And so many times i see this in ministry so much. If the church of Christ, and maybe that's what's gonna take in America, if the church of Christ grew under persecution, Maybe that's what it's gonna take for the church in America. Because I feel like we've become so so stagnant, this way, So many people need to hear the gospel. The same work of grace that God did in your life. Your purpose is to go and share what God has done. Your purpose is to make famous the name of Jesus. But I don't know how to share Jesus, Howard. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. You know, God's word teaches us that he'll give you words to speak at that time. I can't begin to tell you how many times the Lord has opened up doors to be able to share the gospel with coworkers. And sometimes even where I've lost the opportunity to have business with a client. I I say this all the time. The Lord moves in our heart to share the gospel with somebody at that moment, that time. We should. Your purpose is to make much of Jesus. If y'all can get anything from today, is what are you living with? What kind of purpose are you living with? Is it a man-centered purpose where it's all about you? Or is it a purpose that glorifies God? Are you living the life that Christ has called you to live? And I'm not talking about you living a perfect life without sin and always doing right. I'm saying this is that when you mess up, when you break and you, and you do something real dumb, show me what that looks like to turn to Jesus. All we have to do is look at Peter. And I, love, I love Peter. You know how I love Peter? Just imagine. Just, 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 just for a second. Put yourself in Peter's shoes. You've seen the dead raised. You've seen Jesus multiply food. You see him stop storms. You see him raise people who have like broken arms and legs, people who are lame and crippled walking. You see Jesus do all these miracles. And then when it comes down to it, in his hour of need they should have been there for Jesus they abandoned him and Peter even denies Jesus to the point where he puts a curse on himself, understand that he ate with this guy every single day you know I share that because when someone fails they should never look to their own Your purpose, your life, is found in Christ. Your life is now hidden in Christ, and all I want to do is exhort you, encourage you to seek Christ. If you don't know Him, if you know Him, to go and follow Him. Says right here: Whoever loves His life, and whoever hates, or whoever loves His life, loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Look at what Jesus says. This is for anybody that follows Jesus. If you call yourself a disciple, a follower, a believer, whatever terminology you use, listen to what he says. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. That just doesn't mean the road that he was going down. That means the way he lived. Purpose that we're living for in my family. What's the purpose? You've been raised to Christ, new life, a new creation. And man, at the end of the day, family, with this season coming up, family coming around, it's a perfect opportunity. Not just to go tell people, you know, about Jesus, 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 and, and try to change them. That show them the love of Jesus. Love on them, share the gospel with them, but love them on them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Too many times I try to train my brother and my family by sharing the gospel. But then I would get annoyed with them. Because you know how your brother makes you really mad? Or your sister really makes you really mad to the point where they put you over the edge. And you just get annoyed with them. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Bro, thank you, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what happens is you just want you just want to tell them what's really on your heart and mind. Man, just try changing it up and just sharing the love of Christ. Just sharing the love of Christ. So today, family, for application, I'll leave you with this. Start every day with a reminder of who you are in Christ. Be reminded of the sacrifice of Jesus for your life. You couldn't save yourself. loved us while we were still sinners, while we were his enemies, we had no hope, that's when he loved us. Be reminded every day who you are in Christ. I'm not going to lie to you. Y'all know this. Y'all know it now. Y'all hear it today. The enemy will try to discourage you every single day. He'll try, to remi- he'll try to remind you of what you did yesterday and the sin that you committed, and he'll try to keep you there by reminding you, reminding you, reminding you. But you remind him of his future, like my brother once said. you reminded who you are in Christ. Number two, every single follower in Christ has been given a gift of the Holy Spirit. And I know we start talking about gifts of the spirit, it becomes like foreign language. But hear me out, family, listen to me. I'm almost done. If God has changed you so much in such a way, he has promised you a gift, because he's a gift giver, watch this, he gave you a gift so you would go out and change the world, through the proclamation of the gospel, make making much of Jesus, <laughs> Your life isn't a life of just doing nothing for God's kingdom. Your life is for a purpose. You've been designed for a reason. You have a purpose and a gift. If no one's told you, you have a purpose. You have a purpose. You have a purpose. If no one's told you, let me tell you again, you have a purpose. There's a reason why you're here today. You have a purpose. When Christ predestined you for adoption, he gave you a gift that would be used for the body of Christ so you can make much of Jesus. And those gifts are meant for this body of Christ. Let's not be greedy with our gifts. I've used my, my gifts and talents in negative ways. I have my kingdom, for my success, and for my purpose. But today I call us to repentance. Let's not use our gifts for our own gain, and let's use what God's given us to make much of Jesus. You have a purpose. Your life matters. You matter. You're loved by God in His eyes. Christ died. Died for us so we can have that relationship. Family. I have a challenge with you. Begin to pray and ask the Lord, what purpose have I been living my life with? And ask him to show you that. And be and, and honestly be real critical be real critical. Lord, show me the areas of where I have not been serving you. Show me the areas where I have not been trusting you. Show me where I have been living my purpose. You think God will reveal that to you? He will. But you know the beautiful part about it why he reveals it? That you would turn away. So you turn away. Because isn't he better? We can, live, we can live our lives trying to build our kingdoms in all worlds. But why do we store up perishable things? They will perish. It's built for the imperishable, for God's kingdom. Every disciple of Christ has been empowered by the Holy Spirit. You are somebody in Christ. You are God, Son by faith in Christ. And I close with this. If today you find yourself wanting to find purpose and you've been looking for your own purpose in your life. And you find, what, oh, man, I've really felt that I walked away from God. Messed it up. God's calling me back. Man, today, you know what? Oh, he already knew that. I'm back. I've been that lost sheep, but Jesus brought me back. I could go back on my own. You know what? He didn't beat me when I came back like I thought he would. You know why I thought that? Because my dad was abusive to me when I was a child. My dad would beat me physically. I love my dad. He's repentant of that now, but it's part of my past. And so for me to go to the father and ask something, when I mess up, I'm scared. I'm just going to be real with y'all. I'm scared. I feel like I'm going to get beaten. Today we can come to the Father knowing that he won't cast us away. He already knew what you were gonna do, and yet he still died for it all the so he wasn't ready.